Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because your shame's done all it's stealing. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear? Let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo work it all for your good let me tell you about my jesus he makes a way where there ain't no way rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can save let me tell you about my jesus his love is strong and his grace is free and the good news is i know that he can do for you what he's done for me let me tell you about my Jesus, and let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah, 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 amen, amen, amen. Who would take my cross at Calvary? pay the price for all my guilty who would care that much about me let me tell you about my jesus Ooh. he makes a way where there ain't no way rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can't save let me tell you about my jesus his love is strong and his grace is free and the good news is i know that he can do for you what he's done for me let me tell you about my jesus and let my jesus change your life hallelujah hallelujah Luke chapter 12, verse 54. 
Jesus teaching and preaching not only to his disciples, but a crowd gathered around. And he said, unto, said also to the people, When ye see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway ye say, There cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, There will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, Ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. But how is it that ye do not discern this time? Looking at that question Jesus asked, how is it that ye do not discern this time? Today I want to preach with the Lord's help on this thought on God in present tense. God in present tense. Thank you and you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father in the name of Jesus for the next few minutes I plead the blood of Jesus over this place. Lord already I feel a wall of resistance in the spiritual domain. It is spiritual warfare that wants to hinder the preaching of the Word of God. But today we stand upon and in the authority of God's call on our life and the mandate of Scripture to declare the hope of the gospel to this generation. And we now ask that you'd fight our battles, that you'd open up the spiritually deaf ears, that you'd open up the spiritually blinded eyes, that you would warm the cold and calloused heart, and Lord, that you would rebuke any evil foul and unclean spirit that would seek to hinder, distract, or discourage your word from going forth. I plead the blood of Jesus. I ask for now your presence and your power and your unction and your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. God's children say amen if you're in agreement. All right. We look here now. Jesus said, how is it that you do not discern this time? Jesus is teaching and preaching on the people's need to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Uh, in fact, if you would look with me back up to verse 35, we'll read some scripture to give you more context. He said, Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, uh, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh, at an hour when ye think not. 
And today, my friend, I want to look at that for just a few moments. Uh, and I want to give you three, uh, three primary points. The first point is in the form of a question looking at those verses. Uh, I want to ask this question, what about now? He said in verse 35, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning and then again in verse 40 be ye therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when you think not now here's the thought simply many today think about some day when the lord shall come and we need to be thinking about that say amen if you agree but they don't realize that he is coming to them right now in this very moment and that this is the preparation time for his literal return to earth. You must be prepared to meet him and you need to understand that according to the book of Acts chapter 17 and verse number 30 it says, But now he commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Oh, it's so easy to talk about some glad morning when Jesus comes and one of these days he's going to split the eastern sky and you know what one of these days that trumpet's going to sound and we can preach on all of that but it's, it's as if we're leaving God no room in our lives for him to work in us right here and right now we're always talking about some tomorrow some dream some hope not realizing that we're missing the whole point that if you don't let him get involved in your life in the now you won't be ready for the someday when when he returns can somebody say amen this morning right now is the time to prepare to meet your God if I were you I wouldn't put it off another moment and and Jesus looked at this crowd and he said you can't even discern this time and he was literally speaking of that moment in time when the very bread of life became flesh stood before them and preached to them and they didn't even know who it was that was preaching to them these scribes and pharisees knew the law but they didn't know the god of the law they didn't recognize jesus uh, standing right there in front of them in the robe of flesh uh, jesus even said if you'll search the scriptures you think you have eternal life in those scriptures but those very scriptures you search out uh, speak of me he tried to spell it out for them and help them to realize uh, that, uh, that they did not discern the times in which they were living that he the very bread of life stood right before them and they completely missed their opportunity uh, to engage in his earthly ministry what a tragedy that was wouldn't you agree with that and what a tragedy it will be today for Christians to continue to dream about some tomorrow and, and, and I love all the songs where we talk about uh, it'll all be better by and by. And I am, don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to the day that Christ returns. And I'm looking forward to spending eternity in heaven one day. Uh, one day. But I want to know, and the Holy Ghost wants to know, what about right here and right now in your life? Amen. Are you allowing God to have His will and His way in your life today? Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right 
now. The best time to be ready for the next minute is to be prepared in this minute. To wake up in God's will tomorrow, you got to go to bed in His will tonight. And God says He's a very present help in time of trouble. My message is God in present tense. He wants to get in your life and He's coming to you today. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Can somebody say amen this morning? What about now? Have you let God have his will and his way? So we see that that's a very important question to ask. Something else I want you to see, look at verse 49. He said, I am come to send fire on the earth. And when, and what will I, rather, if it be already kindled? The second point I want to make today is that the fire has already started. That judgment must first begin at the house of God. And that starts right here and right now with you and I. Amen. That the fire of God has already started. I know there's coming a day of judgment where we'll all stand before God and give an account. And we know that that day's coming. But let me tell you something. He's doing us all a favor. He's giving us a period of grace in which we could enter into his rest, receive forgiveness of sins, and find his will for our lives so that when we do stand before the judge, uh, amen, uh, it won't all be wood, hay, and stubble and be burned up. Can somebody say amen? The fire has already started. And he said, what will I if it be already kindled? And I need you to know that it's time for us to discern the times. I want to say this, uh, God's fire of revival is already here. I know sometimes we spend our days looking for it, uh, but what we don't realize so often uh, is uh, we're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. Amen. Uh, uh, some people think, well, I'm going to keep going to church till one day it just hits me and takes over. What if God's waiting on you to respond to his word? Amen. God's not going to make turn you into a robot and force you to do his will. Amen. It's time for you and I to recognize the opportunity that sits before us. Can I preach for just a minute on wasted opportunity? So many times, uh, amen, God's people uh, had everything they needed at their disposal through faith and through God's Word, and yet they missed the whole opportunity because they was looking for something else or they was looking for somebody else. And God wants us to know that the revival fires are already available. They're already burning. If you want this church to be revived, honey, it starts with you. If you want this preacher to preach with fire down in his belly, it starts with your prayer walk with God. Amen. I, I can't preach no better than you can pray for me, honey. And it's about time the people of God start, stop counting on the preacher and the deacons and everybody else to get the job done and say, ask for me and my house. We're going to get all the way in. As for me and my house, it's time to serve the Lord. Amen. It's time to get all the way in and not get all the way up. But some people come to church not to get in but to get out. They're, they're looking for every exit door. And they're looking for every moment where they can uh, dodge uh, being drafted into a, an opportunity to serve. Amen. Uh, oh, but the fire is here. And God wants you to get engaged. And God wants you to get involved. And it's already started. Amen. What about now? Are you going to let God have his will and his way in, his, in your life? This is a very simple message. But if you're not careful, you'll miss it. Look at verses 49 
through 53 with me. He said, I am come to send fire on the earth. What will I, if, I, if, I, uh, be, if it be already kindled? But watch what he says next. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Jesus, of course, I believe speaking here of his baptism to fulfill all righteousness when John the Baptist baptized him. Simply put, he had to fulfill all scripture. That was one of the prophecies that needed to be fulfilled. Verse 51, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you, nay, but rather division. And this is a very interesting point that the scripture brings out, amen, uh, uh, that so many times uh, we cry for unity amongst all faiths and all beliefs and we, let's just all get together and hold hands and sing Kumbaya and it'll all be okay when the truth is uh, truth itself divides because not everybody subscribes to truth, amen? Not everybody wants to be a part of what truth is. And what is truth? Pilate even asked that question. And Jesus defined truth by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. And so there's only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. And ever since the days of Jesus right up until now and on into the future till he comes, that will always create division in this world. And it's not because God wants to divide. It's because men are stubborn, rebellious, and refuse to adhere to the preaching of God's Word and God's truth. We are stubborn. We're stiff-necked. We're hard-hearted. We're rebellious. And God forgive us as a nation, as a country, as a world for rejecting the truth of God's Word. And the Bible says that that fire is already kindled. I want you to think about the fire of division for just a moment. And look how divided the world is. And surely this is a sign of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. But understand this, uh, the Lord wants us to wake up, uh, that it's high time that we awake out of sleep, for now is our redemption nearer than when we believed. Uh, and I want to say it this way, get ready, get ready, get ready, Jesus Christ is coming soon. Uh, but I want to say this right now, he's already at your heart's door, knocking on your heart. Uh, you don't have to wait for him to return physically, because he's already here spiritually. Spiritually, and if you'll respond to him in faith and repentance, you'll be prepared for his soon return. Amen, church. The fire has already been started. God's doing a work, and it's up to you and I to respond to the voice of the call of God. Amen. Think about a radio signal for just a moment. How many of you know that you can't just tune into a radio signal without the proper dial? Amen. You got to have a radio. And you got to have it tuned into the right station. Amen. But that radio frequency is going out regardless of whether or not you tune into it. And that Bible and the truth of God's Word is going out whether you uh, subscribe to it or not. That means you have to be deliberate and intentional in tuning into what God is trying to say to you. It said it this way in the book of Revelation, He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. That is a command. That means that you're not automatically going to hear it unless you are deliberately willful and obedient to the Word of God. Many today hear it, but they don't listen. 
they maybe they heard what God that God was saying, then they turned the dial on them. So I, I, I don't need to hear that. Uh, many come uh, and they get all excited about this kind of preaching for a week or two until the Holy Ghost gets to plowing down their row and revealing to them their need of repentance. Next thing you know, you can't find them for a month. What happened to all that joy and all that happiness? Uh, i tell you what happens. Sometimes we uh, deliberately tune out the voice of God. And God's saying right now, while ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. And what these people didn't realize is that they was fixing to crucify the very Lord of glory whom they called a heretic. And he was the very bread of life standing there in front of them preaching to them. Isn't that something? And that leads me to that, my third point. Look at verses 54 through 56 again. We'll read it in my opening text. He said to the people, When ye see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway ye say, uh, There cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, There will be heat, and it cometh to pass. And you know how people are. It uh, seems like people can predict the weather, and, the, and people, can, people know their business, amen. Uh, they, can describe, uh, uh, they can describe things right down to a table. When it comes to spiritual matters, they're lost as a goose in a hailstorm. Isn't that something? No spiritual discernment whatsoever. And people assume that because they're smart in the other area that they can also draw conclusions about the Bible and be right about it. But unless and until the Holy Spirit of God reveals that truth to you, you don't have a clue what he's trying to tell you. And I don't either. Because that book is a supernatural book that's the only book ever written that you have to have the presence of the owner present while you're reading it to understand it. The presence of the author. What other book requires the presence of the author to understand it and to read it? There's not another one like it. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God will lead you and guide you in all truth. And the reason a lot of people today flip out on the Bible is because they read it and don't understand it and say, well, it's not understandable. No, honey, it's understandable, but you didn't let the Holy Spirit uh, prick your heart. You didn't let the Word of God penetrate that cold, stony heart. Amen. And if you'll open up your heart to Jesus, He'll begin to open up the Scriptures to you and help you understand them. It's a supernatural book written by a supernatural God through the instrument of holy men of God who spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a powerful book. It's a breathing book. It's a living book. It's a life transforming book. But it's also a book that will be missed by the majority of people because they're not willing to hear truth as it relates to what God God has to say about their sin and I'm saying to you and anybody else in America or around the world that might listen to this audio today or down the road that right now is the time that we prepare for Jesus right now is the time that we accept him into our life right now church or if you're saved but you're backslidden right now is the time to get right with God and this is my third point simply don't miss the whole point amen uh, i mean they could uh, they could discern the weather i mean they were better than our uh, than our, our weathermen today that have all the technology amen uh, i mean just think about it uh, i mean people that think they know this and they know that and the bible says that they'll in the end times they'll be ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth that is uh, they miss the very bread of life standing before them amen and i've seen many come to church 
under the sound of my voice as I declared the word of God and I preached the hope of the gospel. I saw them walk in unsaved and walk out unsaved and it grieved my heart that they had an opportunity and I know not whether they ever will have another opportunity because men are not promised but one chance. Uh, Really, if you study the scripture, uh, uh, the Bible says he's given to every man a measure of faith. Uh, That tells me that every man, woman, boy and girl will have at least one opportunity to the respond to whatever light of the gospel that they have been exposed to amen Uh, and if you respond to the light and the truth that God gives you God will give you more light but if you reject it there's no guarantee that he'll ever return to you again amen Uh, and it's important to understand that you move on God's timing and some of you thinking that that's tomorrow or that's next week or that's next year maybe that's next season maybe that's uh when I'm ready, I had one pet fella tell me on soul winning, uh, preacher, I've got too many things I want to do and see before I give my life to Christ. Uh, and that's the way some people do. They put God off uh, like a can, kicking it down the road. Uh, tomorrow, preacher, tomorrow, Lord, uh, I'll do it tomorrow, not knowing uh, what a day may bring forth, not knowing that your life uh, is even as a vapor which appears to d- today for a while and is gone tomorrow. You don't know uh, if you're even going to be promised your very next breath. Uh, And I tell you today, don't miss your opportunity to let God be Lord of your life. Amen. This is not just a message for those who need to receive Christ, but this is a message for those uh, who are not serving Him after they received Him. Because there's a word in this for both crowds. Amen. And then I want to close with this. Uh, Look at verse 57. Yea, and why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? Watch this. When thou goest with thine adversary to the magistrate, or you might as well say the judge, as thou art in the way, while you're on your way to court, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him, lest he hail thee to the judge. And the judge deliver thee to the officer, and the officer cast thee into prison. I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last might. What he's saying is you better settle out of court. You better figure it out because once you wait till you're before a judge, you're going to pay to the fullest extent of the law. And you know what some people are so foolish to do? They're foolish to think that they can buy more time before they face their judge. Amen. And what God's saying is you better settle it now with Jesus while there's still time. Because by the time you get in front of the heavenly court, uh, there will be no time to repent. That There will be no space, uh, uh, to, uh, amen, to f- get things right by then. It's going to be too late. Amen. He said, uh, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last might. Listen, uh, if you wait till judgment day, it's too late you better settle with Jesus right now and I want to say this to the Christian if you're going to serve God do it now if you're going to join this church do it today if you're going to get plugged in why wait you need to get right with God if you're not there you need to join this assembly if God's leading you here and you need to get engaged and involved and you need to be about your father's business because Jesus is coming and now's the time to be preparing for his entrance I'll close with this the song was written and recorded many of you have heard it by casting crowns called while you were sleeping I'm not going to sing it for you but I'll read you the lyrics It best illustrates what I'm trying to say. 
Oh, little town of Bethlehem looks like another silent night. Above your deep and dreamless sleep, a giant star lights up the sky. While you're lying in the dark, there shines an everlasting light. For the king has left his throne and is sleeping in a manger tonight. Oh, Bethlehem, what you have missed while you were sleeping. For God became a man and stepped into your world today. Oh, Bethlehem, you will go down in history as a city with no room for its king while you were sleeping. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, uh, Jerusalem, rather, looks like another silent night. The Father gave His only Son the way, the truth, the life has come. But there was no room for Him in the world He came to save. Jerusalem, what you have missed while you were sleeping, the Savior of the world is dying on your cross today. Jerusalem, you will go down in history as a city with no room for its king while you were sleeping. And then it gives us a challenge to our nation. United States of America looks like another silent night. As we're sung to sleep by philosophies that save the trees and kill the children. And while we're lying in the dark, there's, shout, there's a shout heard across the eastern sky. For the bridegroom has returned and has carried his bride away in the night. America, what will we miss while we are sleeping? Will Jesus come again and leave us slumbering where we lay? America, will we go down in history as a nation with no room for its king while we be sleeping? The United States of America looks like another silent night. I want to ask you today, dear friend, are you allowing God to be the God of present tense in your life? Or is He somebody you're putting off till tomorrow and just gambling with time and eternity by putting Him off? There's some maybe under the sound of my voice as we all stand together and as Joe gets ready to play just as I am on the piano. I don't know who you are, sir. I don't know who you are, ma'am. But somebody under the sound of my voice maybe uh, has been dealt with by the Holy Spirit of God and you've been putting it off and you've been putting it off and you've been putting it off and God's saying the time is now. The time is today. Maybe you're a Christian and as Joe plays, and maybe you're a Christian and maybe you need to get right with God and you've been putting it off uh, and you know you're not where you're supposed to be. You know you're supposed to be singing in the choir. And you know you're supposed to be helping the church uh, get the gospel out with your giving and with your support and with your presence. Amen. Uh, but you've disengaged uh, and God is calling you back home because time is running out. I say to the church today, right now is the time to press in. It's not the time to disengage. It's not the time to separate. It's not the time to quit. It's the time to go all in because Jesus is coming soon and we better better be about our Father's business right now and right here, allowing God to be present tense, present in our lives. As He plays, I want to ask you to do business with God. The Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Jesus said that. Uh, and so I don't want you to be embarrassed or ashamed. Would you be willing to come forward and give your life to Jesus today as He plays? Every, every bow and every eye closed. I need Christians praying. 
for the drawing power of God to prick that stony heart, maybe that heart full of religion, but that has never experienced a genuine born-again conversion. And today's the day that the Spirit of God is dialing their number. Pray that they'll heed the call of God to salvation before it's too late. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are standing here before your presence, asking for your drawing power, asking, Lord, that that one that you're dealing with will give their heart and life to Jesus Christ. If you're listening by way of Internet, I need you to know today that you can call on God right where you're at. Whether you're listening on the radio, whether you're listening on Facebook, whether you're listening on a podcast, it don't matter where this word finds you. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them out of all their sorrows. Today he sent his word to you. Today he wants you to discern the times, to recognize the significance of this moment, that this opportunity that you have to receive the word of God with fear and trembling. Would you respond to the gospel today and cry out to Jesus for forgiveness and mercy Christian would you come Lord I pray for the Christian that's backslidden on God Lord that they get all the way in that they'd repent of their uh, backslidden condition Lord that they confess and forsake whatever it is Lord that they lay aside the weight and the sin that do it so easily throw them off and beset them get them off the off uh, the, the path that you've chose for them. Help them today to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, Father, that you'd stir the embers of revival fire in all of our hearts. And may we press into the kingdom, O oh God, and get sold out for Jesus, never looking back. Lord, may we never put our hand to the plow and then look back and regret that we have committed ourselves to you but help us to march forward and make most of the time for what little time's left. Lord, we'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name, sing it with me. And if you need Jesus, you come just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one.